Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Welcome to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. Today, I am joined by Rachel Waring, creative consultant, and we are going to be talking all about, well, we're going to be focusing mostly on Pinterest today. I'm sure other things may come up, but (laughs) tune in to understand more about how you can make sure that Pinterest works for you, what you should be doing differently, and lots and lots of tips from Rachel. So thank you very much, Rachel, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Super excited to chat. And yes, that's a good premonition. It probably will go in all sorts (laughs) of topics because I love chatting about content in general but yes super excited to chat <laughs> so if we before we get into it can you give a little bit of background about you and what you do yeah sure so I I come from a sort of creative career background I guess like I like to say that I've never had a grown-up job um so <laughs> I trained in setting costume design for theatre originally oh. So, yeah, so I started my sort of career as a designer. I then went into wedding styling and I had a that was my first sort of like adventure into business ownership, really. So I had a wedding business. It was wedding styling and stationery and decor. uh, And I sold on market marketplaces like Etsy and my own Mm -hmm. website and things like that. And it was actually through that business that I really fell in love with content. Like I really loved creating video and I know that not everyone feels like this. So sometimes people are like, what? (laughs) And it's exactly this that made me realize that actually I should be doing more of the content stuff more than the wedding stuff. Even though I loved making things, I loved designing. What I realized actually is I was really enjoying the marketing almost the most. And I started helping other small businesses on the side with their content. Um, And Pinterest was my main marketing platform. Yeah. For that wedding business, it really was. I used to say when I was running that business that my business could survive without Instagram, but it would struggle without Pinterest. And I like really stand by that. It was, it really like helped me grow that business. Uh, And because of that, Pinterest actually asked me to speak at one of their events in, I think it's 2019. It was like a wedding event. Um, Never been so nervous in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But um, after that, I started working with some small businesses on the side. And then the pandemic happened. So obviously not a lot of weddings were happening. And I was really, really fortunate to have this other arm of my business to focus on. And I actually always planned to go back to weddings. But when I was doing this full time, I realized actually I love this more. And I'm really, really enjoying helping small business owners with their content and finding more joy and creativity in this side of their business. So that's what I do now. That's my full time gig. And I love it. Which is great because you you've been where other product businesses are now or, you know, or you've been where they want to get to. And I've I've heard that about weddings, actually, in terms of Pinterest and weddings being the main one of the main platforms for people searching. And, you know, it's it's very much it's that Pinterest is a vision board, isn't it? What do I want my 
bridesmaids to look like what, what you know to what do I want my whole color scheme to be and everything like that but if you're if you're a product business and you haven't focused on Pinterest before where should you start Yes. So I feel like Pinterest, Pinterest is such a funny one because I find it to be a really freeing place where you can show up as your full creative self and like there's loads of fun there. But I think sometimes people are a bit intimidated by it to start with because it is like a big platform. But I think the first place to start is knowing what mindset you should be in when it comes to Pinterest and knowing why people are there. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things is to stop treating it like Instagram and start treating it like Google because it is a search engine. It's got social elements, but it is mainly a search engine. And I think that as soon as you get your head around that, you're off to a really good start because Mm -hmm. if you're treating it like another social media platform, you're likely not going to be using it in quite the right way. So that's the first thing is to to sort of know what the platform is. And also when you work out why people are there, you actually realize it's quite a different context to be posting in. So an analogy that I like to use is um, a, it's like a party analogy. So if you imagine you're having a party or you've had a party, you're likely to share the photos or the videos from that party on Instagram or Facebook, potentially yeah. TikTok. You're sharing the party as it's happening or after it's happened and people are sort of looking in on the party. But where do people go to plan the party? Yeah. That's Pinterest. Yeah. So that's the main difference. So if you if you can get those two mind frames that is a search engine and people are going there to plan their future, that's going to get you off to a really good start. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Is it also like thinking of, so say if you're a kids web business, thinking of it like a magazine for par- for parents in terms of what they were looking for related to kids wear. So what I mean is if they were, so not everything that you would be posting about or pinning would be about your product. It would be about things that your customers would be looking for that's relating to bit about relating to your product but but the, either the behaviors or I'm really not explaining this well at all um no I totally get what you mean but I, if I go back to the wedding analogy I remember um you know there was there was I was listening to a talk and it was about a wedding brand and it's like right okay but she's also posting about the top 10 hairstyles you know and that's yeah. what's bringing them to the page and it might be you know but but she's selling wedding dresses you know, but on the page, she has the top 10 hairstyles or the, you know, the best honeymoon destinations or, you know, whatever it could be. Yeah. So you can kind of approach this in lots of different ways. I think you've definitely, definitely the magazine analogy is a really good one to think Mm -hmm. of because what you're doing is you're basically, you're trying to think like a searcher on Pinterest and think, okay, what are my ideal customers typing into the search bar to find me? So for example, if you sell to go back to like kids wear, could could they be searching for nursery decor ideas yeah. or things like that? Now, one of the things that's slightly different on Pinterest these days, because it used to be quite different, it used to very much be that you would pin a lot of other people's stuff. So, for example, you would when you say like the, the top 10 best hairstyles, you would yeah. see that pin that someone else has created and maybe repin it to your profile. And that would be something that lots of people did all the time. The thing that's slightly different now is you don't really have to do that as much. You could literally just post your content on there. And that actually would probably be slightly better Mm -hmm. um, because 
there's like really confusing stuff behind it but basically Pinterest likes fresh original content from their creators yeah but you definitely can create like valuable content around your niche as long as you are sort of creating it then that can be a really really good place to start is Mm -hmm. you know thinking about what someone is going to type into the search bar to find something that you are offering and it's not always like directly the like you say it's not always like um the exact thing that you offer because they haven't necessarily met you yet so it's trying to find that traffic before someone knows you I think that's the difference or they might not be at that stage yet so they might not be ready to buy the dress yet but they're thinking about color schemes you know so I suppose it's just how it's trying to figure out how to capture them that way before they're ready as well so like you so said, if you're saying in terms of your product business, you haven't focused on it yet, think about getting yourself into the mindset of the customer, where meeting them where they're at in terms of what they're searching for. And and in terms of from a, a setup point of view, or and I don't mean set up in terms of the how do you start and set up a, a Pinterest account, but yeah, um, you know, what should you be focusing on first? So there's a few like boring admin things to tick off first. And if you have a personal account, it's basically like you've got to make sure that you're taking that personal account and setting it up for business. So making sure you've got a business profile, it's free to set up. You can convert your personal account if you want to, but making sure you've got that business account because it's you just get way more features. You get analytics, all that stuff. That's what mm-hmm. you want, a business account. And then whether or not, so if you already have a Pinterest profile, say if you're already on it for business or personal and you've set up your business account, you want to do like a profile audit to start with. And I think the main thing with this, there's lots of little details you can look at, but the main thing is to look at it through a lens of, is this this directed at me or is it directed at my ideal customer? And what we want it to do is we want it to be directed at your ideal customer. So what I often see people doing is they'll have loads of you know they'll have loads of boards that are like they're planning their holiday or maybe they're planning their own wedding or they're you know they're planning their next like bedroom redesign and then they'll maybe have like one board that's like my business (laughs) and put all their business stuff in there but what we want to be doing is making sure all of our boards are relevant to our ideal customer in some Mm -hmm. way like you said they don't all have to be to do with your product so for example if you sell art you could definitely still have home decor boards because, you know, art is part of home decor. That's totally fine. Yeah. But we don't want stuff, you know, for an example that I always use from my old account before I started using Pinterest with a bit more intention is I had a cute animals board and I called it cute at booty. <laughs> and I always use that example because also the, even though cute at booty isn't even a word, I also had spaces in between each letter, you know, to make it like aesthetic. Um, and yeah, the, there's lots of reasons why that's just not a good idea on Pinterest. So have a look and see if you've got anything like that going on and mm-hmm. maybe just target it a little bit more to your ideal customer. That's yeah. That's the first step. And then remembering that we're treating Pinterest like it's Google. Yeah. Thinking about what you're doing with your words on Pinterest. So you can assume that basically anywhere you're putting words on Pinterest, Pinterest is going to read it to work out how they should categorize you in their search engine. Yeah. So that's when you need to sort of start thinking a little bit strategically about what words you're using and you know, are they necess- are they sort of the things that your ideal customer is typing into the search bar? 
And is it better to use like long tail descriptions for that? Or is it is it shorter words? Does it or does it make a difference? Uh, it depends on where you're putting them. So, for example, with your board titles, you know, a, a sort of three word long tail, I guess that sort of mid tail yeah. <laughs> keyword phrase is great. You know, for me in my wedding business, one of my most popular boards was Celestial Wedding Inspiration, as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for your descriptions, you can go a little bit more, you know, you can go in a little bit more depth. Uh, yeah. But basically the thing that's important rather than like, you know, whether it's short or long or whatever, what we don't want to do is keyword stuff. So we I want... Agree normal sentences but keyword rich it works very very similarly to google seo yeah so kind of like what you would have in a blog yeah yeah and um sorry if i'm sounding really simple (laughs) on this but not at all not at all and um so you turn you mentioned obviously instagram is like you're at the party it's the after party and and pinterest is planning the party what other kind of differences are there between pinterest and instagram would you say yes So I would say one of the most important and I think refreshing differences with Pinterest is you don't have to be on there all the time to get Mm -hmm. results from there. So to use my wedding business as an example, I was spending about two hours a week on my Pinterest strategy because I was scheduling it. It's very much you can set it and forget it if you want to. And I was still spending I was probably spending two hours a day on my Instagram and that's probably being um, that's maybe being over generous to myself. (laughs) I'm sure it was probably more than that if you include scrolling. Yeah. But I was getting 70% of my website traffic from Pinterest. So it's it's really one of those platforms. I like to say it's a really good platform for introverts because you don't have to be there all the time. You don't have to be interacting with people if you don't want to. Like it really is more about the content and putting the content out there rather than like being there and present on it all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. And is there any, is there such a thing as too many boards? You know, if you were going to- uh, No, not really. There's no like overwhelm or anything. No, I think the thing with boards is what what's good to remember about your boards and your profile in general is most of the time people aren't necessarily going to your profile and like reading through all your boards. Yeah. If you think about if you use Pinterest as a user, you can think about how often you go to other people's profiles. It's probably not that often. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. even if you do go to there, you the boards are kind of hidden these days. It's under the saved tab, which not everyone knows how to get to. Mm-hmm. So the way that you structure and the way that you kind of set up your boards, it doesn't matter too much. What I would say is it, it matters on the for your own admin. So if you've got yeah, like yeah. a thousand boards, I don't actually know what their like physical limit is, but I've seen, I've worked with clients who've got, you know, over a hundred. I've worked with clients who have, you know, 10 to 15. I would say like 10 is a nice minimum. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my, that's my doorbell. <laughs> Do you mind if I just go and get it? Yeah, so sorry. 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 It's all right. Oh. Yeah. So I would say probably, you know, you don't want to just have one board. So, you know, around 10 is probably a good minimum. They don't like say, they don't say you must have 10 boards. Um, But yeah, in terms of like having too many, it's, it's more just like, what can you manage? So I wouldn't worry too much about, you know, like having too many or it being overwhelming because what's more important is your individual pins basically. And in terms of when you reference there your own business that you had the celestial wedding inspiration, should people have, you know, if you were structured, would you be thinking as a, as a user thinking of themes? And I know you're thinking your end user, but would you be thinking themes? Would you be thinking end use for them? You know, what are your thoughts on that? 
So in t- it kind of depends on what your business model is. Mm-hmm. So for me, the reason why themes worked really well as a wedding stylist is when people search on Pinterest for wedding inspiration, a lot of the time what they're searching for is either like a lot of the time they're sort of really at the beginning of their wedding planning journey. Yeah. So what they'll be doing is they will be searching the kind of general stuff that they that they like and looking for ideas in that sense. And then later on in their wedding planning journey, they'll look more for like wedding place card ideas, you know? So it's thinking about like your customer journey and what they might be looking for. So, you know, for to use another example of, uh, let's say, again, using the kids wear analogy, Like that it's there's lots of different things that they could be searching for. Like maybe I work with a client who has a a sort of sustainable kids wear brand. Mm -hmm. So if they if their ideal customer is looking for sustainable options for their kids wear, other things they might be searching for are, um, you know, outdoor kids activities or you know, uh, sustainable parenting or ethical parenting or stuff like that. So you don't necessarily have to go super far out of your niche. If the idea of creating all this content about, you know, things in and around your niche is a bit overwhelming, that's totally fine. You can also just talk about your product in lots of different ways as well. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends on your your business model and what your customers might search for. For. yeah that then in some way can links back to your product I suppose yeah yeah or totally. that they would be they're obviously you know you're relating to your customer and um what have you seen is there anything else that you would say in terms of differences between Instagram and Pinterest yeah so one of the biggest things aside from the fact that it's great for introverts you don't have to be there all the time one of the things that is amazing about Pinterest which takes so much getting used to is that pins are evergreen So Mm -hmm. when you create a pin, that pin could, and sometimes they, especially in the beginning, they can be a little bit slow to pick up steam. So don't be afraid of that. But that pin could, if you've optimized it right, get, bring you traffic for years to come. Yeah. So as an example of this, my old wedding account, I still have that open because, you know, I just quite like it there as an experiment to see what happens to my old pins. Mm-hmm. Those old pins, I actually just checked it um, earlier today, in fact, because I was looking for something else. I'm still getting over 200,000 monthly views on my wow. old pins. I haven't posted a pin since 2019, I don't think, maybe 2020, potentially, um, because my wedding business has been closed. So yeah, those yeah. old pins, that that account, in fact, is getting more is getting more views a month than my, my current other account yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it just has like a snowball effect. So I think that's something that's really useful to bear in mind with Pinterest, because, again, when we go on there expecting it to be like Instagram, the the sort of shadow side of this is that you have to be a little bit patient with Pinterest because, you know, it's not like Instagram in the sense that you can post and then you'll get, you know, comments and likes straight away. I mean, let's be honest, sometimes Instagram isn't like that these days. (laughs) But the, the flip side of that is it does have a bit of a snowball effect. So a pin that feels like it's not very done very much now, you could look at it in a few months time and be like, oh, that's bringing me, you know, a good couple of hundred views to my website every month and I haven't even touched it. Yeah. So that's yeah. something that's really worth mentioning because I think we're so used to the feeling of of Instagram when you create something. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then also it the it's there you get the instant stuff, which is kind of more fun in the moment, right? That that's what keeps us there. But that post lasts for what you know a few hours, yeah. average potentially a couple of days or weeks if it's like a viral reel. But other than that, it's just gone then, isn't it? It's not gone mm-hmm. forever, but it's not bringing in regular views. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Pinterest is kind of the opposite. And you mentioned there about sometimes being a bit patient and things being a slightly slower burner. How long does it take to start seeing results? And that might be a how long is a piece of string question, but yeah, it is sort of a how long is a piece of string question. It's it's really it's there's not really one answer. Sadly, I really wish there was because it's probably the question that I get asked the most. What I will say is that it, there's a few factors that it depends on. It depends on, firstly, how much content you're posting and how much content you have to post. Like I've worked with some clients who have a huge backlog of photos and, uh, you know, different links. They've got a huge product range. They've got loads of links to play with. They've got a lot of content to just repurpose straight away so they can get going quite quickly and, and post more pins more consistently. So for them you know, you could, I've I've worked with clients who have put in consistent effort and after a month, you know, got over a hundred thousand views. So it's not like it's impossible to get quick results, but it's more like how long do you have to put into it? How much content do you have to play with? And, uh, you know, like how also the quality of your keywords and things like that as well. So It's not that it will it will always 100% take six months. It could be a lot quicker. But on yeah. average, I would say, you know, you have to keep plugging away at it for at least three to six months before you start thinking, this isn't working. <laughs> yeah, okay. And um, you mentioned there about consistency and fre- a little bit about frequency. How often should you be posting on Pinterest? So, yeah, this is another one of those questions that I would say is a how long is a piece of string? There are there are definitely Pinterest experts out there who will say, you know, you've got to pin five times a day. It's a bit like people say this about TikTok as well. Like you've got to pin this many times. Otherwise, it's no point. And I'm very much not of that school of thought. Like for me, I would always rather I'm not really like a someone who likes hacks. Like I don't really like trying to find ways to hack the algorithm or, mm-hmm. you know, I just think that the same advice doesn't apply to everyone. Yeah. But the more you post, the quicker you'll see results. Yeah. What Pinterest say is they say is like they, they want to see fresh pins from you every week. Um, yeah. But what that really, you know, whether they mean five times a week or one times a week, they don't really say. Um, yeah. But I think for me, the most important thing is to find a rhythm that you can keep up with consistently with the knowledge that you can build on that and the more you post the more you grow there's not really like a um there's not really a limit to how much you can post like if if you had if you had loads of content to go at you could post five times a day if you wanted wanted to but it's not necessary it's definitely not necessary and what type of content works well so there's a couple of different pin formats, firstly, to talk mm-hmm. about. So there's static pins, which are the things that you're probably more used to seeing, like just yeah. still images. And then there's idea pins, which are more, they're kind of like a hybrid of reels, TikTok and carousel posts. Like they're sort of, they're basically like, it, they're, it's great for video content, yeah. but they have multiple pages. So it's sort of like okay. a carousel post in that sense, but each pin so has like a carousel video. Kind of, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Okay. So different things work for different the different pin formats. 
So static pins, I call your traffic drivers because they have a link so you can link it to somewhere. So the kind of stuff that works really well for that are things like lifestyle images, product photos. Uh, if you have blog posts, sending, you know, having a graphic that points to a blog post, that kind of thing works really, really well. Yeah. Um, that's that's your static pins. That's more sort of like, OK, I'm dr- they're like little adverts. You're driving traffic out somewhere else. Yeah. Then idea pins. They are what I call the presence builders, and they are really there to add value on the platform. So that's how they differ. And the stuff that works really well on idea pins are actionable, inspirational content. So for products, some of the stuff that I see working really well well for my clients are um, gift guides, styling suggestions. Styling suggestions do so well. Yeah, yeah, ways to wear. And you can just rinse and repeat that idea over and over and over again. And the yeah. thing that's really nice about that is you can reuse it in other places. So <laughs> I often say that Reels or TikToks are actually a really good repurpose over to Pinterest idea pins and vice versa. So they don't. it doesn't have to take up loads of time, but yeah. they that that stuff is like, you know, stuff that works that, that could be evergreen as well. That's really important to mention because mm-hmm. I think sometimes, again, going back to the like, it's not Instagram analogy, sometimes I see people going onto Pinterest and saying, you know, 10% off this weekend. And it's like, well, if someone saw that in a year, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't make sense. So it's, it's evergreen, actionable mm-hmm. stuff that makes sense for someone who doesn't know you yet. And inspirational. I think that people go to Pinterest to be inspired. That's one of the main things. Yes. So, and it's not, I think uh, this is an important distinction. People aren't just going to Pinterest to, to get ideas to steal or to copy. I think that's a big myth, a bit a big misconception. I think especially if you're creative and you're a maker, I have I work with a lot of artists, and this is one of the first things they say say to me is I go to Pinterest for ideas and to look at drawing references. I don't want to put my art on there because yeah. I think that people are just going to use it to copy. But that's such a small, a, a small sort of section of Pinterest. And actually, the vast majority of people on Pinterest aren't there to make things. They're there to buy things. It's actually one yeah. of the biggest shopping platforms. So, yeah, I think mate, just remembering that it's there for like new discovery. There's so much to do, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And even just for my own, I mean, obviously I'm a service-based business, but I'm thinking it's something, you know, I'll talk to you, talk to you about that later, but it's definitely something <laughs> that I need to get into myself. And um, what gets the best results in terms of, I suppose, so we've talked about uh, the static pins, the idea pins, we talked about a couple of things about how it's different to Instagram, but are there any particular, not in terms of what, but are there any particular product type businesses, and we mentioned the wedding industry, but are there any industries or products that that you're like, do you know what, they're, they're always in the top 10 type of searches mm. or people always looking for that kind of thing? Yes. Oh, this is a fun question. Yeah. So I think there's a really, really surprising range of niches on Pinterest. And I think that if you're not sure if your niche is on there, just do do a bit of searching in there and see what comes up. But there are some some niches where I feel like, okay, these are no-brainers. <laughs> like, so weddings, definitely. Home yeah. decor, for sure. Yeah art illustration loads of that on there um anything actually this is quite a recent one but something that's going really really well on pinterest at the moment is like anything to do with wellness and self-care so that whole industry is having a huge boom on pinterest at the moment uh what else is there oh obviously also like anything beauty related so beauty products hair um that's also had a huge spike 
and sustainability as well and actually another good place to look for inspiration in this kind of stuff is um the pinterest predicts trend report uh which they release every year and you can see what what things are having a big resurgence stationary as well remiss to not mention stationary in fact a really good one actually from the pinterest trends um trend predictions art journaling was up by like 3,000% in searches Mm. (laughs) this year. So it's literally the search increase for art journaling has gone up by 3,000% on last year. So that's, it's a really interesting report if you're into like nerdy stats like that. I think it's very, I have seen it and I think it's very good because it helps you, you know, from a product business point of view, get out of your own little bubble and just kind of see what, what everyone else is looking at, how, what are people, what's the feeling I think that yeah. really helps get that kind of whole consumer and customer sentiment in terms of what's going on in the world and what's happening and how. And I, I love the way, particularly in that in that Pinterest predicts report is so it might be about wellness and self-care. So how can you relate that to your business? Yes. You yes. Know, so even if you're so let's say you're a I suppose stationary is up there is up there anyway, but um, you know making sure that you're using the the terminology that you're saying what a product you know product does if you've got a stationary and you've got you've got journals in that stationary you know in that range you know making sure that you're obviously tagging it and, and mentioning it but I'm trying to think of the other things that you might be you know if you're in the yoga if you're a yoga business that you're you know that is all about wellness and self-care but I'm not yeah. doing it justice but in terms of no it, I know it, what you mean it is very good in terms of if you're this type of business this is how this could benefit you and this is how you could use it yeah definitely you know? yeah I mean, even as you're talking there, I've like realized there's other niches that are huge, like fashion. Didn't mention fashion. That's probably <laughs> the biggest one. And like kids, kids stuff, like nursery decor, all of that, like it's it's huge. And I think a good example of the the way you can put trends, you can apply trends to things. There was a trend last year called dopamine dressing, which very much kind of made it into the mainstream. Yeah. So dopamine dressing started in, well, it's obviously a trend that Pinterest sort of picked up on, but I think they might have coined the term dopamine dressing. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, But some of the ways that people used that trend last year was really, really inspiring where I had um, people who have home decor items yeah and they created things like how to dopamine dress your home yeah. things like that like it, you can you can take a trend and just because it's in a slightly different niche to you you can very much apply it to your niche and that's kind of the magic of pinterest i like to look at those trends like creative briefs almost and then think yeah. oh how can i think outside the box and apply this trend to my business I think that's kind of where the magic happens it's quite fun no absolutely and like to so say if you're a candle brand and I know candle yeah. kind of crosses home decor and, and a couple other things but you know you could be like the the fragrances that will help calm you after a stressful day or yes. you know if it's that kind of wellness and self-care kind of thing that's you know but yeah for anyone who is you can just search Pinterest predicts or if you put in Pinterest for business I think it comes up yeah. as well and yeah. um, and also if you check out Rachel's Pinterest, which I'll link here later, I know you've done some posts on it and both your Instagram and on, on your Pinterest as well, which are really useful. And uh, but yeah, it's a very good report that covers lots of different industries. They've covered food in the past. They've covered, you know, it's whatever kind of people are are searching for. And like I said, that that kind of customer sent- sentiment as well. And from a strategy point of view, would you say what do people obviously they talk think about their customer, but what else would you think people need to be focusing on for in a with a Pinterest strategy 
I would say you're firstly working out what your end goal with using Pinterest is because there are different ways to use it. Like you could be using it as a place to grow another audience on a different platform so that you don't have all of your audience um, eggs in one basket. So that's one way you can use it. Uh, You can also use it to grow your email list. It's a really, really great tool to combine with an email list. And then of course you could also be using it to grow, grow your website traffic and increase your sales. So I would say that working out, maybe you're doing a little bit of all, all of those all things. Of the above, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which Indeed, is fine. All of the above. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. And I think that's a really nice way to build, you know, sustainability into your business model. You know, mm-hmm. it's like adding in a long-term future because it's, it's a platform that can look after that for you. So I would say working out what's most important to you. Because mm-hmm. for example, for me last year, I actually wasn't really looking to grow my website traffic as much on Pinterest because I didn't have as many links to send people to. I had, you know, I I had a bit of a pause on my blog, so I didn't really have much new to share. So I took a little bit of of a backseat on my static pins because I was like, okay, I'm not really trying to grow my website traffic that much. But what I do want to do is really dive into idea pins and experiment and grow my Pinterest following. So that's what Mm -hmm. I did, you know. So I think it's, it's thinking about what's most important to you there and focusing on that. And again, working out how I think the biggest thing that is really and it's the hardest thing to get right with Pinterest, because it really is just a little bit of trial and error is getting your keywords right Mm. and not just using one set of the thing. The main thing that I see people getting wrong with their Pinterest strategy is they use the same set of keywords over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's hard because it's really, you know, how many times, how many different ways can you say candle? (laughs) That's the problem. But that's where the trends come in. That's where you can start to apply your product in different scenarios so that you can capture different attention and, and compete with different, you know, different areas on Pinterest instead of competing in one tiny bubble with just, you know, one keyword. <laughs> yeah, like you're saying, just talking about candles all the time. Rather yeah. than it could be you could relate it more to home decor or if it's yes. gold is the theme and you've got a, a, yeah. a gold vessel that the candle is in, you know um you could link it to something like that or Christmas fragrances or whatever it might be yes but um from a if taking just one of those points in terms of right if you're saying right I want to grow my website traffic what Mm -hmm. would you say are the um the things that you would be focusing on with that one so with growing your traffic one of the things to bear in mind with Pinterest is that people look at monthly views as like the catch-all number like people are off and I do it as well I'm absolutely guilty of this because it's the number they put at the top of your profile so you look at that monthly view number and that that monthly view number goes up and down throughout the year and that's totally normal like it will go up for a bit it will swing down again like my mm-hmm. wedding business one would go from anywhere between you know like 200,000 to 1.5 million throughout the year and that was a very natural swing so that's the first thing I know that's mm-hmm. not quite website traffic but it's sort of some uh, sliding into that is that don't be worried if your views go up on up and down on Pinterest because it's totally normal because if you mm-hmm. think about it not everyone's searching for stuff at the same times at different yeah. point in the year so that's all that that's... you know like you say for yeah. your business which was wedding one there'll be you know it's a it's a trend not a trend thing but you'll have more weddings going on in the summer than you will yeah. you know and it's and they prep for that 
four months yes. before it happens. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's getting used to that to start with, that your traffic, both on Pinterest and off Pinterest, it will it will go through a little bit of up and down because that is just the nature of of search like mm-hmm. if it's you it, you can only it you can only be found by the people who are searching for you aside from yeah. you know popping up on your on the sort of for you feed and things like that um so that's the first thing is getting used to that number being quite volatile and yeah. the other the reason why I started with that is that that number that monthly views number is impressions so that's the number of times that your pins were seen on screen doesn't necessarily mean that someone's clicked on it doesn't mean that someone has you know, taken notice of it. They could have like mm. scrolled past with their eyes closed like yeah. this, um, having my hand over my face. Um, so that's something to bear in mind as well. So actually you kind of need, it's quite a low percentage normally of people seeing versus clicking and that's totally normal. Same mm. as Google really. Yeah. So getting used to that as well. And then how do we get people from that impression to the click? That's the important thing with website traffic. So how can you get your pin to be firstly capturing people's attention as they scroll past? Yeah. And then secondly, how can you get it so that someone looks at that pin and doesn't just be like, oh, that's nice, or maybe saves it to their board? Because saves are great as well. Repins, if someone saves it or repins, same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Save is called, called saves, but if you call it repins. Um, if someone <laughs> saves your pin, that's brilliant because they like it enough to save it. Uh, but if you want to grow your website traffic, how can you put little signals in your pin to get someone to click on it and find out more rather than just say, that's a nice candle. I'll save it to my board. Yes. So that's the challenge. And what would you say? What are the things that you've seen with that? What are those little signals that are, you know, I'm not asking you to divulge all your tips here. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's fine. What What are the signals that you've seen, uh, whether we take a candle brand or, you know, we were talking about kids brands, for examples. What are the kind of little signals that you've seen that have worked that work well to do that? So the, one of the main things is remembering that, and again, this is where it differs from Instagram as well, not to rely too heavily on the description and the title of the pin. Really, those things are there. People can read them, but how often do you read descriptions on Pinterest? Probably not that much. So you really are kind of relying on the pin image to get this information across. Mm-hmm. Now, what can work really, really well is to put a little bit of text on the image itself. I'm not saying that you have to do that for every single static pin that you do, because it can, you know, it's a little, it's an extra step that you've got to, you know, you've got to make a template or something in Canva, you know, or whatever you use, that sort of thing. But little things like even just having little calls to action, like Mm -hmm. shop now, or, you know, view the perfect gift for teachers or whatever, um, those little signals can just help people go from that's a nice candle to oh that's a great idea for that gift that I need to buy yeah and then they'll click on it and if you're already on Pinterest you talked a little bit earlier on about d- doing an audit but if you if you're already on Pinterest and you're just like oh my god I don't know where to start now because I'm more I'm, I'm yeah. halfway through but I think it's a bit of a mess what would you suggest so I I speak to people in this situation all the time and I would say don't worry too much about what has gone before sorry I just need to Oh, tickle in my throat. <clears throat> don't worry too much about what has gone before. So don't worry about, you know, all the pins that you've done that maybe don't follow the best practices. Mm. I would just say, like, kind of draw a line in the sand. Feel free to, like, go into your profile and, and update your boards a little bit. So change the titles, potentially mm. archive some of them, or you can make them secret as well if you want to just yeah. tidy up your profile. Some sometimes that's just nice just for you as a fresh start as well. But what I wouldn't do is go through every single pin that you've ever done and delete the ones that aren't working or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Because really what's most important is what you do from now on. So yeah. 
what I would say is what I quite like to do actually is look at the content you already have on other platforms. I actually did this with one of my one-to-one clients the other day. We looked at her reels that she's been making over the last few months. And just from her reels alone, we managed to plan idea pins for her Pinterest account up until April. <laughs> and she without even having to do a new piece of content. So yeah. there's often quite a lot of stuff that you already have in your back catalog that you can use which is great for Pinterest because Pinterest is a really good place to think of as like a big content hub of all yeah. of your content that you're you're kind of directing people to elsewhere. So mm-hmm. I would that I'd start with that because it's less overwhelming than trying to think of a load of new stuff. Yeah. Look at what you have already and think, okay, how can I tweak this a little bit for Pinterest? Yeah, and what you can repurpose. And yeah. um, in terms of tweaking it, um, is that just making sure that it, would that be more like with the descriptions and the and making and adding text to it if you want that little signal more you know yeah so yeah with with static pins it would be um if you so, so that's better for like photos it, f- with with all pins actually a portrait um layout works best so just like reels you know mm-hmm. or tiktok or whatever portrait works best so either cropping or putting in a template or you know for images that's a good like start say, kind of tidying it up a bit yeah so, yeah yeah that's what that's what works really well for static pins but for idea pins now i know that this isn't always possible because you might not have saved the raw the raw video without instagram text on it do you know what's quite good though mm-hmm is there's I don't know if you've heard much I don't know whether they just saved the video is it there's a there's a website called Inflact and that you can yeah. down and you can download things from there so say you've not saved it or it was you were a guest with or you did a reel with somebody else so you might not have the original or something like that you can save it through Inflact and you can save the video but I don't know if you've already put text on it whether you can change it yeah (laughs) yeah because sometimes I know there's some apps that take the watermark off for you Mm -hmm. which sometimes work better than others but so that's a good start I think at the very least if you can try and remove the watermark that's definitely a good tip and if you can't then don't worry about it too much because I have seen uh, you know all of these things it's like these are the ideals right but if it's if it's the difference better than nothing yeah exactly if it's if it's that or nothing post the thing you know because I see I see pins with TikTok watermarks doing really well all over Pinterest all the time so it's not yeah. like a it's not the be all and end all but the ideal it will on the whole do slightly better if, if you're using you know native content that mm-hmm. so where you can put it into the idea pins builder on the app and you can add text within pinterest that kind of thing that will help it perform better but you know if it's that or nothing feel free to post it with the text from other platforms absolutely and you've gone through so much there Rachel thank you so much and how can people work with you thank well thanks firstly thank you for having me um but yeah so I I work with people in lots of different ways for Pinterest usually the best way is my I've got like a signature group training that is actually coming up really soon uh it's going to be launching in February running in March uh and that is my basically my sort of like here's my Pinterest strategy (laughs) training that takes you through you know from from start to finish in a more structured way that's that's the best way to sort of learn the strategy uh but I also have a Pinterest subscription called the pin pack that's more for people who are already on there they know what to do but they're just not doing it as much they need like a bit of accountability that opens up you know every so often throughout the year and if you're a complete beginner I also have a workshop called beginner pinners which is on the shop on my website and that that is basically if you're like, 
I have no idea what I'm doing on Pinterest. That really does take you through the very first steps. And I'll be like, I'm going to check out right now. Yeah, that one, I mean, that's the place where I always say to start if you're like really, really overwhelmed and it's like instant download so you can just get it straight away. But yeah, it's that's it's a good place to start because it's just like, here's 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 where the pins are. Here's where your boards are, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And um, and one to one work. Do you mention you mentioned that you have yes. one to one clients as well? Yeah, so I work with one-to-one clients. That's sort of, I either have one-off one-to-one sessions, um, which is great if you are kind of, if you can't, if you don't want to be going through a whole course and you, you know, you just want someone to look in on your Pinterest strategy and, you know, tell you what what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. That's a good, that mm-hmm. one session one is a good one. Um, I also have longer term packages, like six months, three months. Uh, and that's not not just for Pinterest, that's for creative consultancy in general so your content strategy video content uh even the way that you're kind of structuring your offerings and your design packages it's sort of one of those like I'll work with you on what you're struggling with type deals it's a really nice way to work with people actually fantastic well they will all be linked in the show notes so again thank you so much Rachel that's I've I've learned a lot myself and there's a lot I know the clients that my that I have because I think some people are so reliant on Instagram but if you're you know you know home decor business or wedding you know you could say any kind of product business should be on yeah. it but there's some businesses that should be like you if you had to choose like you said yeah. for your wedding business if you had to choose between Instagram and wedding or sorry Instagram and Pinterest you would have chosen Pinterest because it was yeah. what it was driving to the website and what it was giving you but yes thank you so much and I hope everyone has enjoyed listening to this week's episode of Start Scale Succeed and I will be back again next week with another great guest. Bye.